1,398.3 FM presents Start Your Engine. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Gentlemen, start your Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 1400 AM, 98.3 FM, and uh, all around the world, there's different ways you can get us, and we uh, got a couple of familiar faces in here, like mine and Greg's, and um, Joe Delaney's joining us this morning. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Good to be here. Nice to have you here, and... uh, Phone's ringing. I don't know who that is, but they're going to have to wait a minute. I've got to at least get the show started before I start uh, answering the phone. But uh, It's probably my brother calling and, and wondering why y'all let me in the building. Well, uh, I didn't let you in. <laughs> no, yeah, I did. No, Joe, uh, I invited Joe to come in because we've got a special guest at 11 o'clock, um, Bobby Bennett, who is... We we wanted to have him on, actually on a regular basis, starting back before this coronavirus and everything hit. And um, because he has got a drag racing uh, website called Competition Plus, and he is like one of the foremost authorities on drag racing. And it's something we don't do nearly enough of on this show. And, of course, Joe uh, has known Bobby for a long time. Plus, now, Bobby has got an extra. You might have read about him in the newspaper. He, uh... Um, he got the coronavirus back in, uh, I guess, February or March or something like that. And, and he had a really rough go of it. And it was in the newspaper and it's on the internet. You can find out about it, uh, his story. And, you know, he's just got a fascinating, uh, fascinating tale that we want to talk about his drag racing. I don't know if you remember back at the last show we had before the coronavirus, Greg. Oh, good morning, Greg. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I sort of jumped right into it. Uh, Bobby um, got us the drag racer from up in New York. Uh, I think his uh, name was um, Justin Ashley. Yep. And he knew the... Uh, he's the one that came up. Not only was he a young man and an a outstanding drag racer, but he came up with some sort of invention that took the smell out of a house. You know, like if a, uh, a dead cat had been under the house or a dead body or something or... Or for whatever reason, I guess mildew or odor, he uh, he went in there and had some sort of device that would get rid of that smell. And uh, he says he, uh, realtors use it and everything. But anyway, he's a drag racer and a young man. And that's uh, Bobby got us him because Bobby had to cancel that morning. So uh, we got him back today. And I can't wait to hear his story. And that's going to be at 11 o'clock. And then you've got us a good guest at 10.20. Oh, yeah. Well, we got uh, Chip Wiley, president of Darlington. I thought it was Kerry Tharp. I mean, excuse me, Kerry Tharp. There you go. Anyway, uh, but, yeah, Kerry, we, we always try to talk to him at least a week before the Southern 500. So we, we, we timing it just right. And he uh, he loves, Darlington is all about history, where it started, and he just, 
we love talking to him. And, and I'm just like you with the, with this, the drag racer guy. I mean, he's going to be interested. Well, so we got we got a couple of good guests. Well, Bobby, um, when he got you that guest when he couldn't make the appearance, he's he's battling his daughter's softball schedule. So still is. Yeah, still is. But that guest you had, because I was listening to the show, um, and I think I called you and told you this. You got lucky on that guy because you didn't know anything about him. But he was one of the best guests, unknown to me, that I've heard on your show. Well, all you had to say was good morning, and he was gone. Yeah, pretty <laughs> he, much. Yeah. He was off to the races. Let me back up just a second on Carrie Tharp. We had Carrie on our first show back when we took our seven weeks off. Because remember, they were, they were uh, starting everything at Darlington and had like four races at Darlington in like five days or whatever it was. And in fact, the first time I called him to get him on the air, he was, he was bush hogging or cutting the grass or something in the infield. And of course, they didn't have any spectators. But, um, you know, Darlington was where in the sports world, other than some WWE stuff, it started for everybody basketball baseball soccer i mean everything started when darlington came back and carrie tharp engineered that and became i think pretty much like the the blueprint for everybody else because after that you know they went up to charlotte and ran a bunch of races and then uh and then they started going all over and and having races but carrie got it started and um sort of i think as far as i'm concerned came up with the blueprint of success and we can't wait to have him back on. I, I don't even know if they're going to let him have fans at Darlington next week. You know, the Southern 500, as far as I'm concerned, is still the crown jewel of NASCAR. Uh, you know, a lot of people say Daytona 500. And, then, and they got a good argument and everything. But I'm a South Carolina native, and I'll, I'll stick with Darlington every time. Well, one thing about Darlington that I didn't know until I went the first time, I, and I grew up with Greg's next door to Greg's brother, um, until I went. I thought you lived in a better neighborhood than that. <laughs> no, that's where <laughs> I'm I was. Just, just kidding. Um, I didn't know until I went, and people from Delaware, Michigan, Indiana, I mean, people from all over the country come to that race. Oh, yeah. And growing up and being, I'll admit it, somewhat isolated in Spartanburg, um, I just didn't realize um, how big a profile and and following that race had and, until I went. So, um, and it still does. You, you look at the license tags, if you, if they ever let people come back, where the people are coming from at that race. Well, it's, uh, it's something the state can be very proud of. I know until the they made the football stadiums bigger, like at Clemson and South Carolina. It was the largest sporting event in the state. And, I mean, it still may be because if you count cramming everybody in the infield and, you know, the grandstands, it's if it's over eighty or 90,000, it is the, the number one uh, attended event. And, oh, it used to be – they tried to you – know, NASCAR had that real screwy period when – they shuffled stuff around, and not they, not that they aren't doing that now, but, you know, at one time, they did away with it. They just did away with the Southern 500 and moved it till, to uh, spring, and, um, and they put the Labor Day date in California, which was an absolute disaster. Nobody oh. went, and, and then after they, they saw what a failure that was, they moved it to Atlanta, which was another failure. So it took them like 10 years or so, something like that, to get it back on Labor Day where it where it should have never left. Well, one of the byproducts of this 
whole coronavirus thing is um, there used to be a kind of a phrase, and mainly in college football, about the arms race and the building of all these facilities and everybody trying to do these unbelievable things to recruit people. Well, that's over now. Uh, that arms race is done. Um, we just had to, I had lunch with my brother and some other guys that we buy tickets with, and we've decided to get our refund because you can't tailgate. You can't go to the concession stand if you get to go. And if you get to go, they'll bring you a hot dog in your, in your seat. So we just decided, um, we enjoy watching the game, but if all we're going to be able to do is watch the game, I can do that at home. So that I don't know how much money uh, Clemson and Carolina are not going to receive, but it's not in the millions. It's in the tens of millions of dollars they're not going to get. Well, I heard this week where Clemson's going to allow 19,000 people in the stands and Carolina's going to allow twenty. I mean, I don't think they got together on that. That's just what they figured out they could do. Actually, I thought Clemson Stadium was a little bigger, but I could be wrong. But whatever, um, the uh, uh, the number of people that they're going to have in there uh, is going to be, of course, decided by who donates the most, the most money and, uh, and the season ticket holders. And I think in Carolina's case, I read where there's going to be like 5,000 Students are allowed in there, which my daughter's one of them, and uh, and nobody likes college football better than Hannah. So and us and well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what what would fall be without? In fact, I think there's a game today, but it's uh, like Central Arkansas and somebody. But a game's a game. But anyway, um, I want to touch just a second before we go to our first break and talk to Carrie that we had some great racing last weekend. Uh, it was. The weekend of the Indianapolis 500, which, I mean, I touted every year as the best race of the year, and I don't think it disappointed this year. I didn't like the fact that it ended under caution, but you know what? It was such an outstanding race. I didn't mind that much, and that's just the way they used to do it. I know maybe, oh, I don't know, 10 years ago or something, they had a, a crash with, with more laps to go, um, and they did red flag the race and, and let it finish under under the green, but that's not their general rule, and they don't have anything in place for that. And when uh, they had the crash Sunday, you know, with like three laps to go, and the guy, and I'm, I got my stuff over here, I'll name names in a minute. When he hit that attenuated barrier, you know, which is like the extension of the pit wall. Oh, it's terrible. Well, I mean, it what a lick. And I don't think he survives that without the new cockpit. I mean, that was that was a lick. And uh, he even got slowed down a little bit, bouncing off the inside wall before he hit it. But they really didn't have enough time to uh, fix all of that. And, you know, they they just said, you know, let's finish this thing under caution to be done with it. And that was fine with me because it was such an exciting race. I mean, it speeds way over 200, around 220 miles an hour, lap after lap. And nobody got hurt. Extremely close racing. Uh, exciting crashes, let's face it. They did have a lot of wrecks, and they were spectacular. But once again, nobody got hurt. Uh, rang some bells, or some people had to sit there for a few minutes and get to shake the cobwebs out. They might have taken that last fellow to the hospital for a checkup. But I, I got to tell you, I love stock car racing. I love it with a passion. But when I went from watching Indianapolis to Dover, 
I thought I was going to go into a coma. I mean, I just, I couldn't watch it. Uh, and so I went and did, I don't, I did some yard work or some, some business work or something like that. And I came back and I watched it later on after I'd had a chance to recuperate. But I just couldn't go straight from the, the excitement of Indianapolis to the, uh, to Dover. And it was, it, uh, well, if it wasn't bad enough, Dover was a lousy race. I mean, it was watching Harvick go around in circles. No doubt about it. And, uh, like I say, I, I love to see the fans there, and I know that carried them. I think they're limited to like nine thousand people, or something. And they're going to have just one. Well, well he'll carry tell us all this stuff. But like he said, outside Dover, though, we've seen some pretty good races. They just, uh, but I don't know. So I'm not paired when, when when Andy, Andy without any fans, it still just grips you. I mean, it's just. It, it, it's just incredible. And there's no, you know, I harp on this stuff every week and bear with me. But, you know, there's no stage. They don't stop the race and let everybody make a pit stop and award points for that. I mean, you know, it, that, that's working out okay for NASCAR. In fact, it's making a pretty exciting race tonight that we'll talk about later because um, they run Daytona tonight. The fire, Well, I call it the Firecracker 400. I think it's the Coke 400 or, or whatever it is. But uh, there's some real, really big point implications here. And they've got like uh, two spots and three guys trying to get in there. Uh, Boyer is not exactly guaranteed a spot in the chase. He could, If he had a really, really bad day, he, he might not make it. If somebody that hasn't won a race yet out of that top 16 wins, then it's really going to throw the thing crazy. But I think most people are looking for... Uh, Jimmy Johnson, he's four points behind his teammate, um, Byron, who crew chief is Chad Ganaus that won all those championships with Johnson. And then your boy from uh, the Wood Brothers, who I want to see make it, D. Benedetto, he has just dropped like a rock. He's in a free fall, and he's only like nine points from not making it. And he had a, like a 57 or 60-point lead just a few races ago. So he's, he's in big trouble. So, and you know Daytona's going to have a big one and take out about half the field. They had a couple last night. Uh, we will talk about that. And Jeremy Clements, who had a golden opportunity to make up some ground and didn't. In fact, he lost the point. Um, we, uh, you know, we have uh, just a lot to, to talk about. And a lot of it's going on tonight. Sunday, there's some IndyCar stuff, which uh, is on a one-mile track, which... Compared to Indianapolis, that really won't be as exciting as nothing's exciting as Indianapolis. But uh, we uh, also want to mention Ronnie Black, who uh, I know Ronnie's listening and is an integral part of the show and always will be. He, uh, I talked to Ronnie yesterday and I told him how much I appreciate him. You know, when we have a question like somebody called in last week and asked which was bigger, an Indy engine or a. Yeah, the later. Oh, no, you asked me. You asked me. Yeah. What was bigger, an Indy engine or a Grand Prix engine? And Ronnie looked it up and had the answer. And So Ronnie's out there. He's sort of our off-mic research guy who's uh, who's always been a part of the show and a producer and can call in anytime he wants to. In fact, that might have been him trying to call in when the show started, but that was bad timing. Yeah, and, of course, we got Nelson Crozier. I talked to Nelson yesterday, and he's been going under undergoing a lot of chemotherapy. And... Um, 
Uh, you know, we wish well, uh, Nelson the best, and I hope he calls in. I think you talked to him this morning, didn't you? Yeah, he, he sounds a little bit better. Uh, obviously, he's got some health problems. He, he, he really is handling his good thing anybody can handle it. But if his, if his throat's not exactly right, he's, he's, he's usually clear to understand. Yeah, I think, I think he'll, he'll sound good. Well, he's a genius. You, yeah. Joe even talks about that. He's the smartest guy you guys have on the radio. I can tell you that. Oh, he's smarter than anybody in this room. <laughs> oh, there ain't no doubt about it. I or mean, behind my mic, anyway. Well, the other thing about him, too, and it, it took me, um, maybe two or three times listening to him, how humble he really is about the respect and gratitude that the the people at NASCAR have for him and the, the amount of times they, in the past, had, had leaned on him for information and knowledge. Well, uh, he was like instrumental with helping develop in-car cameras and, and everything with radios just about, right, Greg? Yeah, when ESPN come in, and when they fought the first in-car camera and some Australian guys yeah. were tending to it, and Nelson was right in there with the middle of it, and he come up. I think Nelson was the one that come up with the, the little antenna deal at the top, and people didn't know it for two or three years, but if you see it, things kind of teardrape shop. What they were doing is so it would not be an obstacle as far as right there on the roof. It's aerodynamically uh own a car because you know you got a lot of air pass there especially at a plate race or something well, but it, the thing is it actually enhances it doesn't create drag but it does put a little more downforce on the rear spoiler well everybody kind of knows that but anyway well, let's get into that in a few minutes or, or later because we're right. actually about a minute late for our first break I know. and then we go to Carrie Tharp and uh, Ronnie bless his heart I bragged on him, so he sent me uh, uh, the football schedule for today. And, uh, I mean, it's New Mexico and Idaho and a bunch of people. So, anyway, let's take our first break. We're going to come back, and uh, we're going to talk to Carrie Tharp down at Darlington and find out about the big doings they got going on next week for the Southern 500 on Labor Day. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than hey, Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Fox Sports 1400 now has an app. Like mozzarella sticks? No, it's an app for your phone. My phone is hungry? Okay. 
So for the rest of you, download the Fox Sports 1400 app today with our elite audio text line. Just search Fox Sports 1400 in Google Play or the App Store. Download our app today by searching Fox Sports 1400. Man, I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex Pre-Owned, because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but i got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex Pre-Owned. New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPreOwned.com. Impex Pre-Owned. Quality used cars made easy. Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness. And you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Sentra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Bench those high payments and slam dunk on savings during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironspur Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironspur Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it and in a fun, man-cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironspur Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors, mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. Hey, this is Tyler Sugar. Join me weekday mornings for Bump and Run, brought to you by Chris Foster Heating and Air, your Ream Heating and Air Condition Specialist right here in Spartanburg on Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM. We usually get Greg to identify some of this music for us. I don't know what that was getting ready to be. <laughs> that, that, was, that was pretty good when we had Metallica here the other week. Well, I don't know it what that was good, but... I don't know what that was, but it was the introduction music for Carrie Tharp from Darlington Raceway. Good morning, Carrie. Good morning. How's everybody doing up that way? We're doing great. How are you down there? In, uh... Oh, we're doing good. We're, you know, dotting the I's, crossing the T's. We got about a week to go before we have the uh, NASCAR folks uh, come on property here at Darlington. We got a triple header next weekend. We got the Xfinity Series on Saturday. We got the gander rv outdoor truck series on sunday and then of course the nascar cup series sunday night with the cookout southern 500 so we're uh we're pretty much all uh you know ready to go but we got a few things we got to do here in the next few days but uh you know the property's looking great we'll we'll be uh we'll be getting after it here for too long i gotta compliment you before we get any further and and, and greg and joe talk that you know when we talked to you last time it was uh it was when I'm not remember. I don't remember now if it was the day you were coming back or like the weekend or the week before. But no, 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 no sports had been had been uh, you know televised or or even mm-hmm. held. And you mm-hmm. guys, except for maybe a WWE thing down in Florida or mm-hmm. someplace, you mm-hmm. guys were mm-hmm. first. 
And y'all yep. did such a fantastic job. It's like it, I felt like it was the blueprint for not only <laughs> racing but all the other sports because from there you went to Charlotte. And, right. uh, and we talked to Scott Cooper at Charlotte, and he said, yeah, Darlington did such a fantastic job. You know, it, mm-hmm. it made it easier for us. But I just want to compliment right. you on getting – you really got sports rolling again worldwide as far as I'm concerned, and congratulations. Well, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, it was quite a quite an honor and quite a opportunity for us to, to be able to do that back in May. And uh, I got to thank the governor, Governor Henry McMaster, and all his support and working with NASCAR leadership to open the doors for us to come back to live sports. Uh, of course, back in May, it was without fans. But, uh, you know, that's kind of where we were uh, in, in, in handling this pandemic. And, you know, we uh, we had uh, three races and I guess, four or five days there. We had a rain out one night, but we had two cup races and, uh, and an Xfinity race. And so uh, it was... Uh, it was really a, a great opportunity, a great privilege to be able to usher in not just live NASCAR racing back, but like you said, pretty much for all intents and purposes, live sporting, live sports uh, back to our country uh, in a time when I think everybody really needed it. No doubt about it. And, and so, Kerry, you, I know you had a big part in playing on doing that, but I think mm-hmm. we were talking when I was talking to you day before yesterday or yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. It always seemed like NASCAR. And the promoters and the people involved it would seem to be able to respond to a bad situation where the other mm-hmm. sports hadn't. And that's mm-hmm. what tickled me death in Darlington with the first trial thing. And we got to see a race. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was good. And we're looking forward to coming back. And I understand you might have a few fans, but you got a space right. to play. But y'all do a heck of a job. And uh, hopefully all this stuff's going to settle down. Well, I appreciate that, Greg. And, and you know, we certainly were. We're blessed to be able to have the opportunity to come back racing in May, and uh, and now here we are. Fast forward to Labor Day weekend uh, for the iconic uh, uh, weekend that we typically have, and I know that your family has been a part of for many many years. Had a lot of success over here. Greg rode into Darlington. Vic- Greg rode into Victory Lane in 1966 with Daryl Derringer. I don't know how you can get much involved in no, that. That's about <laughs> as good as it gets. It, it? is, but. Uh, uh, but you know we're we're excited, uh, and uh, we are going to be able to have a, uh, some fans on Sunday. Okay, at the cup racing. Yeah, it'll be less than ten thousand. Uh, they kind of do it by a percentage of capacity uh, that you have, and you know last year we sold out uh, the uh, Southern Five Hundred, and uh, I think we were on track to do it again this year, and then you know the virus hit back in in March and kind of slowed everything down so uh but we approached the governor here about a month ago and went through the proper uh protocols with the department of commerce to get permission to have some fans at the track and they agreed they liked our plan and and so we're going to do that and uh you know it's a step in the right direction you know i think the drivers miss not having the fans at the track uh, absolutely and, uh, i think any you know, athlete would miss the fans absolutely i mean it's it's you know you get out of the car and it's it's, it's eerily quiet i remember may the 17th when kevin harvick won that first race back <clears throat> he got out of the car and uh and it was just you know no noise crickets <laughs> and yeah and, and and you're not used to that and so uh and I know that, like you said, I, I know the drivers miss 
that. And, and the sponsors miss that, and the teams miss that. And so, uh, you know, while we won't have some 50,000 on hand next Sunday night, we'll have some on hand. I'm sure they'll be in a in a good mood, and and uh, whoever wins the race, they'll cheer him. And, you know, there might be a few boos considering who wins, <laughs> but uh, that's okay as long as they're making noise. Uh, I think that's what Dale Earnhardt used to say. As long as they're making noise, then that's a good sign. When there's no noise, then you know that something's wrong. So, uh, you know, it, it's good to have the fans back. Our fans have been very loyal, very patient, and uh, we uh, we appreciate that. Well, Kerry, um, speaking of fans, uh, I know you used to be at South Carolina, and I've been a season mm-hmm. ticket holder there for a long time. And right. we had to make a decision myself and my brother about a week ago whether we were going to get our refund or keep our tickets and right we decided to get a refund because from okay. what i had heard we were getting get no tailgating no concession mm-hmm. stands open and uh, mm-hmm. so i guess uh, that's a long-winded question i don't think you need mm-hmm. to answer it in a lot of detail but how do you determine right. with the fans that are coming yeah. where mm-hmm. they're going to sit is it yeah, that's a, that's a great question, <clears throat> you know, and, you, you know, our fans uh, stepped up, and, and we had a lot of tickets already sold uh, back in March before this hit, and uh, like I said, I think we were on our way to another sellout, and then this hit, and really didn't sell any tickets, and uh, over a you know, several-month period, and then when we found out that we were going to have the opportunity to, to have fans, we uh, we reached out to every single ticket holder, uh, whether through phone call or email, and asked them, "Hey, if we could have fans, do you want to come? Are you are you interested and able to come this year?" <clears throat> and uh, you know, we had a good many that said that they would be interested and could come, and then there were some that said, "You know, I can't come uh, because of travel or health or those types of things." and they said, how about if you put my money towards next year? We said, absolutely. Plus, we tacked on an extra 20% credit for them for 2021. That was nice. That was. And, uh, you know, we did we did have some fans that say, hey, you know what? I can't come this year or next year. And, you know, we worked with those folks. I mean, the last thing you want to do is alienate your fan base, right? And <laughs> so uh, we worked with some folks, and there were some refunds, but really not as many as you think. And uh, so when we found out which fans, you know, wanted to come, we worked with those individuals and those groups. And, um, you know, if it was if there were more people there than than we could, you know, have space for, we we really kind of went on, you know, how long have you been coming? How how long have you been? Have you been coming since the 70s or the 80s or you just start coming, you know, a year ago? You know, you got to reward uh you know, longevity. Loyalty. And uh, then, of course, we looked and saw, you know, when did you buy your tickets this year? Did you buy them in February or March, or did you buy them two weeks ago? And so, you know, we wanted to, we thought that that was really the most uh, fair way to do it. You know, how long you been coming, and when did you buy your tickets? And, you know, uh, we had to work on our infield camping because there's no infield camping allowed this year. And that's a big, big part of our of our weekend experience, as you all well know. And so, I did some it of those many folks, times. <laughs> yeah, some of those folks decided to camp outside in Petty and Pearson, 
uh, areas out there behind the front stretch. And then some said, you know what, let's just wait and come next year. So, um, so there's no infield camping, no in, no no fan hospitality. So it's going to be a good, a good bit different experience than, than what we're used to. But uh, we're talking to Carrie Tharp, president of Darlington um, Raceway, and. Kerry, uh, let me move to another thing here because, you know, time okay. just flies by when we're talking to you. It's throwback <laughs> weekend, which yeah. is a well, weekend that everybody, I think, in stock car racing or in a racing in general, you uh-huh. know, r- really, uh, really looks forward to. So uh, did you concentrate on any particular uh, decade or time span for this one? Yeah. And uh, what's it looking like? Well, I tell you, that's a great question you bring up. And, you know, we're the first race in the uh, – Cup Series playoffs this year, yep. and so you know the championship starts in Darlington, and so our our theme way back in December and January was let's recognize the champions we've had in the sport, and uh, so there's been a lot of that. A lot of teams have have done that, and uh, you know being the first race in the playoffs somewhat limits sometimes the paint schemes that you can do because their primary sponsors obviously want to be on the car uh, for that first playoff race uh, for the championship guys. But I've been surprised and very pleased with the amount of participation that we've had really now across all three series because the Xfinity series is also participating, as is the uh, truck series. And so I saw some pretty cool truck series throwback schemes yesterday come out. And, uh, you know, that's what this weekend's all about, you know, we uh, we have had times when we've kind of focused in on a particular era or decade. This year, like I said, we kind of opened it up and wanted it just to be kind of focusing on champions. But if there was a, a something else that meant a lot to your team or your sponsor, let's do that. But there's been a lot of folks that have done sponsors or, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, former champions. I know uh, Chase Briscoe in the Xfinity Series is running a paints game honoring Tony Stewart's uh, championship that he had his most or his last championship. Um, I think uh, the folks at Hendrick Motorsports are all doing paint schemes uh, uh, commemorating Jimmy Johnson in his seven championships. I know there's uh, the Wood Brothers are doing a paint scheme that uh, commemorates uh, an owner's championship that they had back in the 60s. Uh, I think when Marvin Panch was driving... And maybe even Fred Lorenzen drove some races for him. So, well, you know, one you know, year, that, one year in nineteen sixty-three. Now, Greg will remember this. Bud, mm-hmm. would, Bud Moore wouldn't. Uh, he just didn't run all the races. In fact, Pontiac right. left them, and Mercury came, and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. Joe Weatherly wound up having to pick up rides wherever he could, and right. that was Joe's driver. And Joe won the points championship. But mm-hmm. the Wood Brothers, mm-hmm. the Wood Brothers, yeah. got the owners' championship because yeah. Bud Moore didn't enter the car. So that's probably the year you're talking that's about. Probably the year I'm talking about. I think Weatherly drove know, for 17 different people that yeah, year. Yeah, he did. Oh, and yeah. uh, you know, Eddie called me uh, back, shoot, back in the winter, uh, early part of the year, and he said, you know, we and, and the Wood Brothers, you can't, you know, they're as good as it gets, but as far as participating in the throwback and so forth. And, and he said, you know, I think we're going to do this owner's championship. Not a whole lot of people remember it. I said, well, you know what? It's a championship. And uh, that's what we're all about is doing things and, and, and making throwback schemes that mean a lot to your race team. And so, you know, they're doing that one. And, and uh, I really think the, the the one that sticks out in my mind so far is actually Jimmy Johnson. He's doing a, uh, a paint scheme that uh, recognizes 
Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt, and Jimmy Johnson as the three seven-time uh, Cup Series champions. I saw that, and they have they have elements from all three of their you know primary paint schemes. And I mean, it's it's hard to be that one. That's that pretty cool looking, and so. But um, yeah, the, the the teams have really stepped up and participated. I think the fans will love it, and, and those watching on TV will get a kick out of it too. We're talking to Carrie Tharp, and we got to let you go here in a second. But I guess with the okay. pandemic and everything, it's mm-hmm. not a good year for me to bring up how much I want to see the beauty pageant and the parade come back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I well, want to. I want to see. Uh, I don't know if Clint Eastwood would be up to it, but I used to yeah. love it when the movie stars yeah. and Fonny Flock oh, yeah. and those guys would judge the queens. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, who well, you know, yeah, you know, we brought, we did bring back the Southern 500 parade about five or six years ago, and unfortunately, not able to have it this year. Right? But you talk about an old school parade. That thing is old school. We have floats, we have marching bands, we do have beauty queens in the parade. We have celebrities, we have uh, Hall of Famers. Uh, you know, we have uh, sponsors and and so forth. And 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 you know, it's really turned out to be a very very popular. Uh, component of the weekend on Saturday night and uh, you know we also had to cancel the hauler parade which usually was very popular and that came out of Florence where all the haulers from the Cup Series uh, assembled over there at the Civic Center and then rode from Florence into Darlington and I mean the the roads and the highways would be four or five deep with people just watching and you know cheering them on and so hopefully we can get back to that next year but uh uh, that's uh, that's just kind of where we are right now with this uh, this pandemic. Uh, give us a quick rundown <clears throat> of the schedule for next week mm-hmm. and, uh, sure. and when we can see what. Okay, uh, Saturday, uh, and as, if y'all you know recall, no practice, no qualifying right now is where we are in, in, in the sport. And uh, so Saturday, you'll have the Xfinity race uh, that'll start around twelve thirty. That'll be on NBC Sport. Uh, excuse me, it'll be on NBC, the big channel. So that'll be on Saturday, and then on Sunday at two o'clock, you'll have the uh, truck race, and that'll be on Fox Sports One. And then the uh, Cookout Southern Five Hundred will start around six. And that'll be on NBC Sports. So all three will be nationally televised. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm really really excited. We got all three national series at, 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 the, uh, at the track this year. And, and hopefully may, that may, may mean for good things coming down the road even next year that we could uh, have, have all three national series at, uh, at Darlington. Well, Gary, yeah. um, one thing that, um, and this is a selfish uh question but has anybody done the old wrangler paint scheme getting back to that yeah you know i don't not this year and i want to say though that a couple years ago when we honored uh uh we honored Earnhardt that uh that the three the three car austin dillon did a did a wrangler uh throwback i'm pretty sure that happened about three years ago okay i missed but it. uh that's a that's an iconic one for sure and we've got a We've got a number three Wrangler there in the museum there in Darlington, and um, it's a it's a good looking car, and uh, certainly won a lot of races. That's for sure. Kerry, thank you so much for coming on, and um, well, it's great to talk to you. We look so uh-huh. much forward to Darlington every year, and uh, okay. I'm just excited. I can't wait. Well, listen, I appreciate it, Greg. I appreciate you calling me yesterday. Your family means a lot to the sport. Always will. And if there's anything we can do uh, for you all up that way. Uh, don't hesitate to call, okay? Okay.
Thank y'all so much. I, I thank you. Y'all, y'all do a great job, and we're a lot of people going to be watching, not live, but a lot of people on TV. Okay, I understand. Thank, thank y'all. Thank you very much, Kerry. See you now. Bye. Uh, that's Kerry Tharp. We're running a little late, so let's. Uh, I don't know if this is Nelson trying to call in or not, but let's take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Start Your Engines. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness. And you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Sentra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Bench those high payments and slam dunk on savings during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Your complete car care center is Par 3 Automotive in Boiling Springs. Par 3 Automotive can take care of your vehicle in a hurry. Whether you need an oil change, new tires, alignments, or anything in between, they have you covered. When it's hot outside, let them check your air conditioning. They specialize in maintenance and repairs, big or small. If you need your oil change quickly, ask about their express oil change. Stop in at 1930 Boiling Springs Road or call for an appointment, 864-599-5900. As Par 3 Automotive, your complete car care center. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. 
The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. Good morning, Nelson. Good morning. Boy, it's been a long time since I heard your booming voice. How you doing this morning, buddy? Doing pretty good. Uh, through with all the radiation treatment, uh, start some amino uh, chemo treatment next week. Okay, well, we certainly have missed you, and so you got to catch us up in 10 minutes, five minutes on uh, about a month's worth of stuff. So go ahead. <laughs> well, I don't think we're going to do any catch-up. Just let's talk about, you know, last night and what we're looking for tonight. Okay, you go right ahead. Floor is yours. Well, uh, I don't know if they watched it last night or not, but I, I did. Uh, put a couple of uh, two big ones. And I hate to say it, but I'm afraid we're looking for the same thing tonight. And my pick is Harvard, but it's a wide-open field. Well, last night, I know, uh, of course, we're big Jeremy Clements fans. And last night, he had a golden opportunity to get some points. And about 30 seconds after uh, uh, the Brown kid wrecked and, and he was going to pick up a whole lot of points, uh, Jeremy got caught up in Allgaier's next wreck. So uh, he ended up losing a point. But there's been a lot going on and um, the with Indianapolis and everything, I know you probably heard me bragging about that like I always do, and we just had Carrie Thart from Darlington, but um, uh, this is the last race for uh, somebody to get in, and it's going to be, uh, it's going to really throw things into turmoil if somebody outside uh, the point, the top 16 that hasn't won a race wins one tonight. Oh, no question about it. So what, um, you know, with uh, the Wood Brothers car, um, De Benedetto, he, he was comfortably in there and went into a free fall. And I think he's only got a nine points uh, margin of error there. And uh, actually, Boyer's not a sure thing, um, but he'll probably make it. I think he's got uh, enough margin. But the big one is between the teammates of uh, Byron and uh, Jimmy Johnson. Quite true, and it's going to be a battle. Well, what um, what what do you look for tonight? Do you think uh, it would? Be, you think Johnson? I mean, will he be going for it, or is he going to ride it out for a while at the back? I mean, you know, we've seen people do that before at, at Daytona, and just ride and, and wait till the big one. You know, try to keep everybody in sight and and wait till the big one gets out of the way. I think the safest place is at the front. Just go for it. Well, I mean that's. Uh, that's what I would. That's what I would do as well. Yeah, no, no doubt about it, Nelson. I agree with you. Uh, lots of times, I mean, some, if you're back there in the pack, you got to keep up. You know, sometimes you get stuck. But if you fast enough to lead or run second, closer to front, you're less hard to run into. And uh, okay, well, I uh, think that's about um, my uh, personal time is up for today. Okay. Yeah. Well. Um, Nelson, we appreciate you calling in, and uh, hopefully you're going to get stronger, and we'll have you for a, a little bit longer length of time uh, in the future. It's the first time I got to play your intro in a long time. 
Very good. Well, uh, appreciate talking, and we'll talk to you next week. And you did pick Harvick, right? Right. Okay, buddy. Thank you so much for calling in. We'll talk to you next week, I hope. You got it. All right. Thank you. Well, it was good to hear Nelson for a few minutes. I tell you, Nelson, he uh, sounds good today. He sounds good, but he, I don't think he's got his... Uh, I, I don't think he can last very long. No, uh, he hadn't got all his strength back. He hadn't got his strength back. But, That's what I'm trying voice, to say. His voice sounds good. And uh, like I say, he's just been going through some health problems and seemed like he whoops them. I mean, not, he, he's smart in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, he's smart and tough. I mean, he actually pays attention to the doctors, you know, unlike you, me. <laughs> but we don't want to get into that. No, we don't. Uh, I got I got good doctors. You do have good doctors, um, Joe. We're going to come back after the top of the hour, and we've got we've got a good bit of time here, about eight minutes. Uh, so I'm not you don't have to fill all of that up, but tell us a little bit about Bobby Bennett and uh, and what you know about him. I know he's a uh, he's like an authority on drag racing. He's got his website and plus his other health problems that he's had. And how long have you known him? I actually grew up with Bobby. Um, we were basically in sort of the same neighborhood and um, I would go to the drag strip on not every Saturday night when they were racing, but most of them. Spartanburg Dragway. Spartanburg, yeah. Spartanburg Dragway. And uh, if there were top fuel cars in town, I was definitely there. And I went with a friend named Ron Benson. And Bobby, and I don't want to steal his thunder, but he's got an interesting story about his history with that track and his first visit. And if he's listening now, he's probably laughing a little bit. But I'll let him explain what happened. And then um, I was in uh, reading the Sunday paper one day, and I saw an article about um, the drag strip, uh, old Spartanburg Dragway fans meeting at the Beacon once a month. And sharing pictures and information. and As Joe tells us, this wearing his beacon hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was like, you know, I hadn't seen Bobby in 25 years. Um, they had the date of the next reunion, for lack of a better term. So I go go to the beacon that, that uh, morning, lunch. And he's got a big table set up with a lot of people that had saved... Uh, pictures from the old Spartanburg dragway and I see Bobby standing at the end of the table and um, I go and introduce myself and he's like we, we just started reminiscing a little bit and um, so I started thinking about this show a little bit and I was like well you know I I don't listen every Saturday but I listen most Saturdays when I can and I don't think I've ever heard them talk about drag racing. We, we don't give drag racing near enough uh, coverage I mean and, and- we were getting ready to when this yeah. pandemic hit because I had talked to Bobby when he got us the, the, the kid from New York. And uh, and we had talked about, I mean, I even wanted to, I can't remember if we talked about it, but my idea was to have him on at least once a month and give him 20, 20 minutes or so to, to let us know what's going on. We're, we're woefully behind in drag racing. Well, and um, one of the things we talked about um, when we sort of reconnected was... He said, do you want to go to a race? And I said, uh, well, yeah, I'd love to take my, my kids. Uh, they're grown now, but they still follow racing. And um, 
I don't know if he overpromised, maybe not, but he said, uh, you pick the race and I'll put you in a box. And so I was like, okay. Well, then I went and looked at his website and he is the go-to guy uh, for drag racing information. And he he made it the old-fashioned way. He earned it. I mean, you're talking about nationally. Yeah. Not just locally. He's He's nationally recognized out of Spartanburg. Yeah, and he's, he's like, well, um, if you're going to go to one, go to Bristol. Go to the three wide. And, Thunder uh, Valley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, uh, I'm going to take you up on that. And he said, program my cell number in your phone, and I better hear from you. And so then that's when I communicated with you, Perry, about, hey, you need to call this guy. Um, and so I think this has been going on for for a number of months and a lot of times we would have something scheduled and then his daughter had softball and you know then the coronavirus came that out. was the big one but you know at one time and i was really looking forward we to were. this back in uh I, I think it had to be february right after we came back on the air around daytona that uh before the critters and the kudzu and everything took over, we were going to go out there and try to find find a drag strip, you know, because you can't do that stuff in the summertime. You got to do it in the winter when there's not so much vegetation and snakes and stuff. But one of you said the last time you went out there, that you were you were met by a guy that was packing some heat. So I don't think I want to get shot yeah, over finding you, the dragway. I, I was talking to Bobby because you and I were planning on meeting out there. Yeah, and uh, I told Bobby about it, and I said, Bobby, we. Perry and I are going to go out there, and because basically when they closed it, they just left. They didn't tear anything down. They didn't do anything. They just abandoned it. And Bobby said, "Well, I did the same thing and was met by a guy with a three fifty seven telling me to get off the property." And I said, "Well, we're not going out there." <laughs> so that 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 ended that uh, quest. We decided that uh, we we we'd not better not do that. Well. It's still a good idea. Maybe we can uh, work on it over the winter and, and see if we can uh, persuade this gentleman to join us. Maybe he needs a trip to the Beacon to uh, convince him to, to let us just look around. I don't want to take anything. I just want to look. Well, I've, I've done a little homework on that. I hadn't told you about that. We just need permission. And once we get permission, we're fine. Um, the, the owner of that uh, track, if you can remember back far enough he said he would never sell well when roger milliken shows up with his checkbook in his hand he can usually change your mind yeah so that's sort of what happened (laughs) yeah well we're gonna um after the top of the hour break we're gonna bring um bring bobby bennett on here and and hear uh what's going on in drag racing now a little bit and and some history about spartanburg and I, I, I got to touch on his experience because I don't know anybody that ex, you know that was infected with the coronavirus, let alone uh, as infamously as he was, and 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 had such a tough time with it. So, uh, you know, um, maybe he's got some tips for all of us on how to avoid it, which is what I'm trying to do as much as I can. You know, we took seven weeks off from this show just because. Uh, well, mainly there wasn't anything to talk about. I remember Joe called me up and said, are you sure you want to take... So I said, Joe, there's nothing to say. I mean, I don't... There, there was really um, no news. So we did. We took seven weeks off, but we're, and we came back when Darlington came back, which we were talking about with Carrie Tharp. So 
We've got a minute here before the top of the hour break. This is a good opportunity to me to, for me to thank Lanny McKinney like I do every week. He maintains the Budmore website. And um, Lanny, I, I messed up this morning. There was so much excitement with Joe in here and getting everybody plugged in. And they had a crowd in here before us. Get, you know, I don't shoo them out, but they get out as fast as they can. And I appreciate it. <laughs> but uh, um, I forgot to hit record. So we're going to have to come by after the show, between the show and Applebee's, and uh, and drop off the flash drive so you can put um, put the show on there. We're pretty uh, hodgepodge with our, our picks, which we'll get into when we have more time in the next hour. I know Nelson just took Harvick, and I think uh, Lanny gave me a pick. I'll have to look at what he said. So anyway... And I, I don't even know who won last week because Alan's got all that. And he's getting ready for a race tonight. But Alan's daughter is going to call in um, at 1020 or 1120 uh, and, and give us what's going on locally. But you're listening to Start Your Engines and we'll be right back. Your home for Presbyterian College Blue Host Football is Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. We are Fox And here's what you need to know. Former NBA power forward Clifford Robinson has passed away at the age of 53. Robinson played 18 seasons from 1989 to 2007 with the Portland Trailblazers, who he represented twice in the NBA Finals, the Phoenix Suns, the Detroit Pistons, the Golden State Warriors, and the then New Jersey Nets. Robinson won the NBA's Sixth Man of the Year Award in 1993 and was an NBA All-Star in 1994. In the NFL, Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald reports that the Dolphins are trading linebacker Raekwon McMillan to the Las Vegas Raiders. Baseball, a group that includes Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez has pulled out of the bidding to buy the New York Mets. Billionaire hedge fund manager Steve Cohen has now entered into exclusive negotiations to buy the team. And John Hammond reports 48-year-old Manny Ramirez has signed a one-year deal with the Sydney Blue Sox of the Australia. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets. 
to build wealth and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. From the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engine. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines. And you guys aren't going to believe this, but uh, <laughs> as I was dialing Bobby Bennett just now to get him on the air, something has gone haywire with these phones. Ronnie, if you're listening, maybe you can uh, um, give us some advice here. But uh, that middle line of red buttons that uh, where you put the guy on hold, is uh, they're all flashing. Uh, I, I don't know what I did, but I got a feeling we're... Uh, We've got a real problem here. I don't think we're going to be able to call until we get this straightened out. We've tried unplugging the phone, and Joe's working on it, and I did it, and I don't even know what I did. But let me uh, let me uh, let me move on here, and while Joe's working on that, we'll get it straightened out. Bobby, I'm sorry because uh, I, I don't know what I did, but <laughs> it's something that I'll never hit again. I tell you that. Uh, Let's look at the Xfinity Series. They ran last night at uh, Daytona. And as I was speaking uh, a few minutes ago with Nelson, Jeremy Clements had a golden opportunity to uh, to pick up a whole bunch of points on... on uh, we got phones ringing all over the place here. To pick up uh, some points on uh, the guy that he's trying to catch in the standings, which is... I uh, hope that's Ronnie calling in with a suggestion. Um... There were, there were several large crashes, and going into the race, Brandon Brown was just like in 12th place and had, oh, I think it was like a 31-point margin over Jeremy Clements, who was in 13th place trying to, uh, trying to uh, you know, get into the playoffs. Well, Brandon was in a, a, a large crash that Jeremy missed and was having to go back and forth to the pits and try to get his car fixed and it was damaged badly and Jeremy was sitting in a position to pick up a lot of points. I mean, a big chunk, maybe 
at least half of that 32 points. And, um, I mean, dadgum, they got the green flag, and I think they were going into the first turn after the restart, and Allgaier had a flat, and his car got sideways and came down the track, and he got bumped by Jeremy, who was trying to avoid him just hard enough to mess the car up for the rest of the night. And uh, Jeremy ended up finishing... um, uh, He ended up two laps behind and was in a situation where... uh, Instead of gaining a huge chunk of ground, he ended up losing a point. Jeremy finished 20th, two laps behind. And uh, Brandon Brown, because so many people have been taken out by Rex, finished, um, oh, where is he here? I just saw it, 26th. Plus, Brandon Brown finished fourth in one of the segments and got seven points for that. So it ended up from having a real good chance to catch up ground to... uh, to uh, losing a point. So, anyway, that was last night. The winner of the race and uh, a, another crazy finish. The colleague racing cars were lined up one, two, three with um, it was um, Almondinger and uh, Justin Haley and I think it was uh, not Briscoe, but Chastain and uh, Coming through the third and fourth turns on the last lap, they got together, and uh, it looked to me like it was some very poor driving by, um, well, Almondinger was going to win the race, and it looked like his teammate Chastain took him out. So, Justin Haley ducked down low and went under everybody and won the race, and it was um, uh, a very surprising win. He wasn't expecting it, and uh, Almondinger was extremely diplomatic after the race and he uh said that you know it was kind of just a racing deal and i i get kind of sick of hearing that all the time but that's what it was he could have been very nasty about it but it's a three-car team and they were getting ready to finish one two three and it didn't happen but justin haley won the race greg galding was second who uh he said after the race he didn't even have this ride a couple of weeks ago um, finished second. Chase Briscoe was third. Riley Herbst was fourth. Harrison Burton was fifth. Ross Chastain sixth. Michael Annette seventh. Austin Sendrick eighth. Josh Williams ninth. And Jesse Little was tenth. They still got a couple of races to go. They don't end their uh, quest for the chase tonight like the Cup guys do. They've still got, I think, three or four races. Uh, for, Jeremy's got 32 points to make up, and we'll see. We'll see how we can do next week. Um, but the point standings right now, Austin Sendrick is first. Chase Briscoe second. Ross Chastain is third. Noah Cragson fourth. Justin Haley fifth. Harrison Burton sixth. Justin Allgaier seventh. Michael Annette eighth. Brandon Jones ninth. And Riley Herbst tenth. Ryan Sieg eleventh. And then Brandon Brown with a 32-point lead over Jeremy Clements for that last spot in the playoffs. Jeremy is not out of it yet, but he's... Uh, He's getting ready to uh, get down to his last bullet. His phone is still flashing badly. <laughs> you, nothing you can do for it, Joe? Well, um, I was going to bring another phone in here. It probably wouldn't work with the but it, the way you, you put people on hold and things. I don't know what I did. I really don't. And, Bobby, I feel so bad about this because we've been planning this for about three or four days. And I was dialing him up, and I, it just started flashing like that. I don't know what I could have possibly pushed. 
Well, it looks like a slot machine right now. It does. It's like flashing. It looks like uh, one the, thing about it, we want him on here. It looks like uh, the control panel on Star Trek or something. The way everything's flashing. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it'll start working as soon as the show's over. Well, that'll be uh, too late. But anyway, I don't think it's going to heal up. And I don't. Uh, we've unplugged it. We've done everything we can. I don't know what else to do. Well, I guess um, that that. We won't be able to talk to Alan's daughter, who has a lot of information. Well, that's true too. You're right. So I guess just me and you, uh, me and you and Joe, we, we, we go. Jade, if you can hop in the car and come up here real quick, you can be on the show. But I don't. I think I have ruined the phones for the day. Uh, um, well, we'll cross that bridge in a minute. Let's go to Winston Cup, where they are, of course, at Daytona tonight, and this is the Coke Zero Sugar Four Hundred. That's at seven thirty on NBC. And uh, this is the last race for the chase to get into the chase. I'll go into that in exact detail in just a minute. But last week we had two races. We had a Dover doubleheader, and they were both kind of ho-hum races. I mean, if you were going to pick who would win one and who would win the other, it was uh, Denny Hamlin won the first one on Saturday, and Harvick won the second one on Sunday. The first race uh, on Saturday was Hamlin, Truex, Kyle Busch, Harvick, and Chase Elliott. And then the second race on Sunday, um, the only one of the most uh, important things about that race was that Kurt Busch uh, crashed on like the sixth lap. And, um, uh, you know, he was he was done for after that. But he's he's safely in the chase. So we don't have to worry about Kurt. Um and the second race on Sunday was Kevin Harvick, and Truex was second again. Jimmy Johnson was third, and William Byron was fourth. And those are the two guys that are battling it out for that last spot. Um, as I said, Matt D. Benedetto finished 17th and has fallen like a rock through the standings. And he is not going to... Um, uh, he's not going to make it if he keeps up with the way he's been, uh, he's been going here lately. But the point standings as of right now, going into tonight... And these people are in the race. Um, of course, Kevin Harvick has seven wins. Denny Hamlin has six. He's in second place. Logano is, uh, uh, Brad Keselowski's third with three wins. Fourth, Logano. Fifth is Elliott. Sixth, Martin Truex. Seventh, Blaney. Eighth, Bowman. Ninth, Dillon. And tenth, Cole Custer. And, of course, they've all got one win and are uh, dis- uh, differentiated by the stage points. Uh, and then you got the guys that haven't won a race yet, but Eric Almarola is safely in. He'll be there. Kyle Bush and Kurt Bush, they're safely in. And 12th and 13th. Clint Boyer, I think he's got like a 50 or a 37 point margin. It would take a disaster for him not to make it. So you can pretty much count um, Clint Boyer in. But Matt D. Benedetto, I think, is nine points to the good. William Byron is four. And four points to the bad is uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson. Of course, Jimmy needs a win, and I don't know if he's going to get it or not. That's the best way for him to get in, but at the very least, he needs to finish. He needs to get some stage points and finish five or six positions ahead of William Byron. Um, William Byron's a young guy, and Chad Canals is his crew chief who took Jimmy Johnson to seven championships. William Byron's got a lot of time to win championships. This is Jimmy Johnson's last chance. 
So I'm pulling for Jimmy to slip in there ahead of Byron by five or six spots in the, in the rundown and, and make it. And Byron can, uh, he can try again next year. That, that's it. And he does real good in that car and got canals and everything. But Jimmy Johnson, seven championships, you can't argue with a record book. But anyway. Uh, well, I was going to look at the phone here for a second, but uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to do any good. The, we got a starting lineup for the race tonight, by the way. Harvick did draw the pole. Of course, they don't qualify, but Harvick is first. Um, turn the page here. Truex is second, running, so you got a shot. Logano is third. Keselowski's fourth. Eric Amarola is starting fifth. William Byron is sixth, and Jimmy Johnson seventh. So there you go. They're right together. Yep. But it's a long way to go. And uh, on a, a restrictor plate race like this, you know, it's uh, a starting position is important, but not that important. And they drew for position anyway. It has nothing to do with speed. Alex Bowman is eighth. Ryan Berlaney is ninth. And Denny Hamlin is tenth. Um, Greg, how about helping me out here and tell me about 1980 when y'all won this race with Bobby Allison and that Mercury? And I'll see if I can get the phone working. You talking about it? They don't. Yeah. Yeah. Th- th- this race, it was, uh, it was 1980. It, what we had done is we, we knew that Ford was coming back in. And they'd been telling us this several years because uh, all the manufacturers got out. And we thought they were supposed to come back like in 79 or 80, but they waited up to 81. But when it come to 1980, we knew the Thunderbird was was a very not good aerodynamic car in a straight line. But it had the rear window closed and it handled good and Bobby uh, drove it in uh, – it, it really run good. We run second to 500 with it, set on the pole at Atlanta later in the year and run about two laps. And I think a guy bought a motor off of us, blew it, and we went into the wall. But that was a real good car. And it literally, you had to go get parts because it was a, he had a three, I think three or four years of eligibility on those cars. I, Joe, I can't remember exactly. But we built that thing and it would end us first lap, not the first couple lap, but when we tested it versus the Thunderbird with the same engine, same package and everything in that car. Uh, it was it was what Pearson had, had been running for the Wood Brothers for a couple of years. Uh, it, but it was, it was faster. Faster. But handling-wise, it wasn't quite as... Uh, it just it just wasn't quite as good as uh, the Thunderbird, but the Thunderbird, uh, you know, we'd won Talladega with it. It it uh, it needed to draft, and uh, at Mercury, it could run on its own a whole lot better. But, That's the one Bobby Allison accused y'all of building out of the junkyard, didn't he? Yeah, well, he, that didn't make you feel too good. I don't think. Well, I think that kind of alarmed people sort of the kind in sort of the wrong way. Uh, We'd done super good with Bobby Allison and won races with him. And I know this set the record for a 500-mile, 400-mile race for a long time. Uh, but, yeah, it, that, there's a lot of memories down there at Daytona. I mean, I feel like I, every time Daytona comes up, like I'm not supposed to be here. You know, I'm supposed to be at the race. Uh, 
Daytona's Daytona. And let's face it, uh, Daytona's got a persona of its own, uh, much like much like Indy, but nowhere nearly as big. But I mean, as far as stock cars, you know, America's race. Well, it's uh, it was always one of my favorites. It was it was mine. Too. I mean, it was a two hundred fifty miler. Then they made it a four hundred. It used to be in the morning and oh. and on the Fourth of July. And now it's on. The end of August, so it's it's been pushed around a little bit. What you gonna say? There? Oh, what I was gonna say. You remember uh, when Daddy Daddy was crew chiefing for Jack Smith and working on the car and stuff? They uh, oh, they run so good in the firecracker two fifty. Well, they set a track uh, record for two hundred fifty yeah. miles, right? For yeah. something like a hundred and fifty miles an hour. And uh, we just always loved Daytona. Like Richard Petty said, the first time he rode through there, you know, he looked in big old steep banks, and uh, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty intimidating compared to you know dirt tracks. Darlington, well, Darlington was high bank, and uh, it's still a good place. But Daytona was a different animal. Um, look, we're going to take a break right here, and. Uh Got good news. Jada's on the way. We just got to get Joe to stand at the front door and let her in since she, uh, since the door is locked. But Jada Tesner will be here in a few minutes to do the local results for us. And uh, that's great. Since she can't call in, I'm glad you pointed that out, Greg, because I'm too dumb to have figured that out. So, so uh, she hits the door. She sit right down and, and I right just hear my seat and keep getting it. I'm going to have to. I tell you what, I'm going to have to take uh, Bobby Bennett out for the biggest stake in town because I don't know what I did. But, boy, we sure built him up and set him up for a great interview, and it didn't happen. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll try to make it next week or something. Well, just like you, when you watch a pit crew try to fix a wrecked car, you have to improvise. And so well, we improvised, and she's on her way here. So. Well, I don't know what's going on with this phone. And, Ryan, if you're listening, you may want to come up here this weekend sometime and see what I did because I don't know. But anyway... Let's take a break. We're going to come back, and uh, uh, hopefully by then Jada will be here, and we'll get some local flavor, and then we'll wrap up what has turned into kind of a rough show for us. But uh, anyway, it's still Start Your Engines from Fox Sports Spartanburg. There's no points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirit's apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirits. Reedville Road on Spartanburg's West Side, where customer service is the difference. Windows down or AC on. Either way, there's no better way to beat the heat than with ice cold favorites from McDonald's. Now get a large Minute Maid slushie for $2 in sweet flavors fruit punch, blue raspberry, or new pink lemonade. Or get a refreshingly bold McCafe iced coffee. Any size for $1.69. To beat the heat, there's nothing sweeter than an icy treat. It's not just a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. 
Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Minute Maid is a registered trademark of the Coca-Cola Company. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a hey, Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Mayhem is everywhere. I'm a gravel truck. I'm busy laying the foundation for your city's newest suburb. You're stuck behind me, and I'm about to make it rain. <laughs> Rocks. Now you're swerving, but there's no avoiding this downpour. Better watch out for that guardrail. So get Allstate, where agents help protect you from mayhem, like me. You're in good hands with Allstate agent Jack Mabry in Boiling Springs. Give him a call today, 253 253- 9155. Open Mike Daly is now in its second decade talking sports in Spartanburg. How do we explain our longevity? Clean living for one. A keen grasp of reality. We cover Spartanburg and Spartanburg County first. Weekday afternoons at 3 on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg and, uh, Let's move on here and take a look at the trucks. They are not running this weekend. They will be running at Gateway next weekend with the Car Shield 200 presented by CK Power. That is going to be a noon start at, uh, nope, take that back. That's a Sunday race because they're running at Darlington next week. That will be Sunday at noon on FS1. So the trucks are in action this weekend. And that point championship is looking like, uh, they haven't run in a couple of weeks, but their point championship is um, uh, the standings. Austin Hill is first. Zane Smith is second. Brett Moffat is third. Christian Eckes is fourth. Ben Rhodes is fifth. Sheldon Creed, sixth. Matt Crafton, seventh. Grant Enfinger, eighth. Tyler Ankrum, ninth. And Todd Gilliland is tenth. ARCA, they uh, are running today at Gateway, So there's a lot of action going on in St. Louis or across the river in uh, Madison, Illinois, actually. And that will be the Dutch Boy 150. It's at 6 p.m. on MAV-TV. And ARCA car standings. Um, Michael Self is leading that as he's doing double duty with the trucks. He and uh, a couple of others here. Brett Holmes is second. Drew Dollar is third. Hallie Deegan is fourth. Thad Moffat is fifth. I think he's also running the trucks. Brad Smith is sixth, Ty Gibbs seventh, and of course that's Joe Gibbs' grandson. Sam Mayer is eighth, Chandler Smith is ninth, and Ryan Huff is tenth. Now let's talk about Indy for a few seconds. Uh, hopefully Jada's going to come walking in and do the local stuff for us. Um, Indianapolis had a fantastic race last week, as I talked about earlier. Takumo Sato won it, 
and he was in a tremendous duel with Scott, with Scott Dixon. Dixon led most of the race. In fact, he led 111 laps of the 200, and uh, um, he races for Chip Ganassi, but when it came down to it, Takumo Sato made a fantastic move on the main straightaway and then anticipated a move that Dixon was going to make on him on the main straightaway because if you see somebody pull out behind you and then you pull out the block them, they will penalize you for a lap or so or um, or make you drive through. But anyway, it would be a penalty and it would have cost him to race. But it was clear that Sato anticipated what Dixon was going to do and, and moved to his right just a split second before uh, Dixon did it. It was a clean block and... Uh, Sato went on to win the race. That was with, I don't know, maybe 10 laps to go. And um, Graham Rahal was third. Uh, yes, third. So that was a 1-3 finish for Rahal, Letterman, Lonegan Racing. And it was good to see David Letterman in, in victory lane there with his uh, big white long beard. Looks like Santa Claus. Fourth was a guy that I've talked about quite a bit. I really like Santino Ferrucci, who sounds Italian, but he's from Connecticut, I think. Joseph Newgarten was fifth. Patricio O'Ward was sixth. James Hinchcliffe, seventh. Colton Herta, eighth. Jack Harvey, ninth. And Ryan Hunter Ray, tenth. Excuse me. Um, of course, I thought um, Marco Andretti jumped to start. He was on the pole. I thought he jumped to start a little bit when they came down for the green flag to make it a ragged-looking start. But uh, he didn't even lead a lap. So, um, really no harm, no foul. A.J. Forge, three cars. One of them crashed with the rookie in it. Um, and uh, that was Dalton Kellett. But the other two, uh, Charlie Kimball never really got going and finished 18th. And Tony Kanan hung around the top 10 the whole day. And uh, something happened to him very late in the race, and he ended up 19th. So, uh, but he also said he's coming back next year. Right? He had... A lot of people have said this would be his last Indy 500, but he says it's not. So, good for him. The standings after the Indianapolis 500, Scott Dixon is still leading the standings by a whopping 84 points over Joseph Newgarten. Patricio O'Ward is third. Graham Rahal, fourth. Simon Pagano is fifth. Uh, Takumo Sato moved up to sixth. Seventh is Colton Herta. Eighth is Ferrucci. Ninth, Will Power. And tenth is Felix Rosenquist. Now, they have a doubleheader this weekend, and the first one will be today at 3 o'clock, and that's the Bon Marito Automotive Group 500. I don't know where the 500 comes from because it's not a 500-mile race, but it's at 3 o'clock, and that's uh, going to be at Gateway, and then they're going to run the race two of the Bon Marito Auto Group 500 tomorrow at 3 o'clock at Gateway. So, um Indianapolis, after the Indianapolis 500 last week, and a very successful. I want, I, before I forget, I want to point out, um, Roger Penske did the gentleman start your engines, and he was talking, and he was leading up to it, and I'm not sure everything he was saying, but uh, it looked to me like he was fixing to get emotional and, and maybe start crying or something. So he went just, instead of... Uh, uh, dramatic pause before he said, gentlemen, start your engines. Um, he just, it was like a run-on sentence. He just threw it in there and it, looking at his eyes and his demeanor, I felt like uh, he did it that quickly before uh, before he got too emotional to do it at all. So anyway, 
Roger had a good race and a good day, and hopefully next week, uh, next year, he'll have his fans back. His cars did lousy in the race, but uh, when you've won 17 of them, I guess you, you're due for that. Formula One, uh, they did not race last week, but they do run Sunday at Five Franker Shops. That's the Rolex Belgium Grand Prix, and there's not much of a points race there with uh, Lewis Hamilton with a, a 37-point lead, but that's a, that's a lot in Grand Prix. Uh, not enough to never overcome, but it's going to be tough. His teammate, I mean, uh, second place is Max Verstappen. Third is his teammate, Valtteri Bottas, and the other Mercedes. Fourth is Roger Leclerc. Fifth is Alexander Albin. And sixth is Lance Stroll, and we'll just stop that right there, and they will run tomorrow. And then the last series that hey, we... Harry, before you do that... Go um, ahead, buddy. Most of the listeners are probably like me, that they know about one-tenth of what you know about uh, auto racing. And one thing that I've, um, I think I know the difference, but I'll ask the pro and, and maybe Greg can answer this when he comes back. But tell me the difference between a Formula One car and an Indy car. Well, Formula One is, um, the technology in Formula One is is out of, out of sight. I mean, they, um, the gas tanks aren't as big because all their races... And there's so many differences. I'm going to touch on, you know, some of the few that I know. We did the engine comparison last week where the the IndyCar engine is two-tenths of a liter bigger. So it would be a faster car, but I think it's also a heavier car. The IndyCars have a bigger gas tank because they run like 500-mile races. And uh, the... uh, the other cars, I mean, the Indy cars are making pit stops that are fast as, as they can be in like uh, uh, seven seconds. The Formula One cars make a pit stop in less than about two seconds. I mean, they barely have time to stop. And that's to change four tires and put in gas because they don't need much gas. Because they uh, um, their runs are so short that they, uh, you, you know, they, they, they make like two or three pit stops and their races are... Pretty much two-hour races. Indianapolis 500 went for four hours. Um, so, you know, a lot of it has to do with the longevity of the race. But the technology on, on a Formula One car is is incredible. And there she is. There's Jada, who is coming in to bail us out from my screw-up. Hey, friend. How are you doing? Good. How are y'all? Oh, God. Thank you for saving us because you couldn't have called in. you got a whole list of stuff to talk about. I do. There's a lot going on in the dirt world. Well, we need to know about the dirt world. Let let me do this one thing here, and then I'll have my part done. We'll come back. Joe, I hope I answered a little bit of your question there. Yeah, and I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, no, no. You didn't. I mean, you did, but it's okay. I tell you what, this is a a free-flowing show today, especially... Jada, look at this phone bank over here. This, this looks like a Christmas tree. Oh, goodness. It looks like there's a train looks coming. looks like you're on a dragway with a Christmas tree. Or something, or a train's coming. You know how the red lights start flashing? <laughs> it reminded me of me going through downtown just now. Oh, I see. I didn't know how far you had to come either. So. Just Roebuck. Oh, holy cow. <laughs> 221. The 221 speedway. We're here, so we're was. good. Okay. Um, quickly, the World um, Sports Car Championship, they run... On next weekend, Labor Day weekend at Road Atlanta, Greg and I talked about going there, but we 
they stuck this race in there. They still go back to Road Atlanta on October the 17th. But uh, Ryan Briscoe's the point leader there with Ringer van der Sander second. Wild Barbosa is third. Sebastian Bourdais is fourth. And Tristan Nunez is fifth. Uh, um, Mike Hill's car, the Whelan Cadillac driver, Pipo Durrani is seventh. And the other driver, Philip Felipe Nasser is 15th in the standing. So uh, we'll talk about that more next week. Let me uh, let me take a break here. We'll slip it in early and come back. And I'm going to turn Jada loose and give her all the time she needs. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. It's easy to jump on the Internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, plant day. Seventy years. How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, plant day. Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a plant day? Call it. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex Pre-Owned, because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but i got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex Pre-Owned. New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPreOwned.com. Impex Pre-Owned. Quality used cars made easy. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Lately, I've been eating one home-cooked meal after another. I'm talking million-dollar spaghetti, Mexican lasagna, chicken tetrazzini. I can't cook at all, and my wife's a great cook, but she has a full-time job, so neither of us have time to feed our three little ones a home-cooked meal. Many of you listening can relate one way or another. Who has the time? Mama Sue's does. That's right. Mama Sue's on East Henry Street in Spartanburg has homemade meals daily for you to pick up, place an order online, or stop in at Mama Sue's. Also check out their $5 lunch specials. Mama Sue's, open Monday through Friday, 10 to 6. When it's hot and it's hot, there's only one thing better than water, ice. And Spartanburg Water has twice the ice with 12 convenient ice houses located around the county. Twice the ice is affordable. Get a 10-pound bag 
for $1.25 or a 16-pound bag or 20-pound bulk for $1.75. Twice the Ice is never touched by human hands, never stored in a warehouse, and uses local water. And it's available 24 hours a day using cash, credit, or debit card. To find the Twice the Ice location near you, visit SpartanburgWater.org slash ice. So, what if you're walking out to your car after work today and it's been mashed by a runaway garbage truck? Yep, State Farm has an agent for that. Having your own State Farm agent means having a real person there to help you when things go wrong. So when accidents happen, you've got someone you know who will be there when you need them. Cliff Gobert in Spartanburg is that State Farm agent. Cliff's got your back when things go wrong. Call Cliff Gobert on East Main Street today, 597-1200. That's 597-1200. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I've seen the bookmarks on your computer. Gmail, Google, where are we? Why are we not bookmark worthy? Go away. Don't talk to me. I hope your car radio explodes. Okay, I take it back. But please, bookmark SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Boy, I haven't recognized any of this music that they, uh... I guess I think they call that bumper music, and they could <laughs> they could bump all of it, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, Jada Tesnair is kind enough to dash up 221 from Roebuck and uh, and take her, take her dad's uh, job of keeping us up on the local scene, which is probably why 90 percent of the people even listen to the shows to hear your dad no. or you. But uh, anyway, you are awesome. Yeah, last night um, there was a kind of a Test and tune at Cherokee Speedway. You know, they have reconfigured some of the track there and have a big race scheduled for tonight. So they were going to get in a practice session last night. And as you know, it had been a few weeks since Danny had been on the track. So um, they loaded up and went over there. And I called Dad and I said, how's it going? And he said, not too good. We're on the way home. And I knew it was early. So I met them at the shop and they unloaded and Dad said... It's going to be a long night and a long day. And um, he said, I said, well, what's going on? And they said, well, we've got got a little motor issue um, and we need to switch out. And then we have one motor um, in a car, which I have yet to name. Um, <laughs> still haven't named that Still haven't named that one. Right. So, uh, so we were switching out motors out of Princess and or Sunshine and the other car and Dad said, you you may have to do the results. So I was planning on calling in, but glad I could be here with well, y'all. Well, you know what? We would have even been in worse shape, but Greg said, um, I can't remember now if he said it off the air or on the air, but, you know, she can't call in if the phone's well, not working. I and I was that. like, holy cow. And I thought, but I can be there in about 10 to 12 minutes. Wow. So glad to be here with y'all. Well, I'm glad you made it. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Last week at Cherokee Speedway, they had a field full um, as they worked in that new uh, configuration. Uh, Carolina Sprints showed up and showed out. Uh, Nick Tucker took the win. Daniel Oliver was second. Mike Jackson was third. The Mid-East Modifieds, Jeremy Steele was first. Andrew Durnham second. And Jeff Parsons third. The Burns Chevrolet Crusa 604 late models. Gray Parton took the win. Kobe Quick was second with Cheeseburger. Brian Mullis was third. Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. All right. Terry Worley, Super Sportsman. Uh, I understand that was an uh, interesting race. Uh, Josh Hoots took the win, though. Dalton Panel was second. Wayne Curtis was third. 
Old South Trailers Thunder Bombers. Blake Bentley for, took first place. Mark Towell was second. Perry Waters was third. The Smoky Mountain Boys Barbecue at Stream 4 Division. Mason Mack. Dan Benson was second. And Tyler Bailey was third. And finishing up for Carolina Driveline Young Guns, Miss Hannah Wall took the win with A.J. Barker was second and Landon Davis third. Um, so certainly was a great night um, at Cherokee Speedway. The weather cooperated. Um, How's it looking out there right now? It's actually sunny. Oh, okay. Because it really, it was supposed to clear up about <laughs> noon. So I think you guys will be all right. I think we will be great. May even need a hoodie. Um, not sure. Okay. Um, on up the road from last week, uh, Harris Speedway um, also had quite a few interesting races. And there's nothing like a good dirt track race. I'll just tell you that right now. I thought you were going to say there's nothing like a good fight. <laughs> well, <laughs> the fight comes after the race, Oh, okay. Perry, Go or ahead. in the middle or, you know. All right. Uh, Renegade Division, certainly the most interesting of the night with Wally Fowler taking the win. I saw a picture of Wally Fowler with the Wally president of the United States Fowler the other day. Wally was representing his farm. And in, uh, I think it was... Um, in North Carolina, when the president came to um, the Asheville area, the Asheville somewhere. area, Charlotte, yes, sir, and Mills River, I think. There you go. I was going to say West Mills, but I knew that wasn't correct. Mills River. So, um, but yes, I, I've seen several pictures floating around, and actually watched the C-SPAN video of it. And looks like him and the president um, carried on a little bit of a conversation, and he was able to say that he was from the upstate of south carolina um i didn't hear any mention of a dirt track though so i was a little <laughs> disappointed I, I wasn't sure if he was going to invite him to one of our local tracks or not but i'm um, so wally fowler did take the win with rodney lale second I, I i guess that means all the squash is picked and and the peaches it, and I, I don't know it may be because that was always what uh Alan would tell us they, Wally, After, won't, as, Wally won't be there because yeah. he's uh, picking the squash. But I, I think that you'll see Wally a lot more uh, as you normally do in the fall. Yep. And um, a lot of big races coming up. There's always uh, big races in the spring and um, fall, mostly in the fall for dirt track. Um, and there's a lot of money on the line. So I'm assuming that he will. He will start to show that white four more often. I know that thrills the competition. Absolutely. <laughs> like, um, who who was one of your last guests? It was it Josh Langley. Yeah, we had said him you got two weeks ago. Beat the best to be the best, right? And and certainly Wally Fowler is one of the best. Now he's the, he he races up in uh, Gastonia, I think, at Carolina, doesn't Josh he? Josh Langley does. Yeah, he does. Um, and so, um, but yes, I I look to see Wally Fowler maybe maybe even be at a local racetrack tonight. Um, but he won the Renegade Division last week. And as I said before, Rodney Lell finished second. Josh Burgess was third. Crate Sportsman win went to Chris Jackson. Second was Lee Higdon. Third was Dustin Taylor. And your Thunder Bomber went to Brandon Satterfield. Bailey Hip was second. Madison Hoots was third. Thunder Bomber Futures went to Justin Barber. Ray Rowland, Michael Thompson, that's your top three. Pure Stock, Dustin Morris, a uh, name that we haven't seen in dirt track in a while. Good to see him back in victory lane. Nathan Pierce was second. Ray Hudson was third. Front wheel drive stock went to Ricky Hill. Second was Randy Hill. And third was Chris Williams. 
and Young Guns went to Preston Kelly, Kylie Laws, and Dale Bennett. And 602 Late Model went to Devin Morgan, Nathan Walker, and David Smith. And that rounded out your top uh, three. Ended up uh, being able to get in the race last night at Carolina Speedway and um, had a decent turnout up there. And we'll go through the top three of each division. Lightning Late Models, Timbo Mangum. Second was Brandon Dockery. Um, we're used to seeing Brandon and Run What You Brung and Super Sportsman. So good to see him with a podium finish in the Lightning Late Models. Third went to Jonathan Petrie. Pierce Street uh, went to Shorty Lacey. Andrew Baker, and third was Justin Wyatt. Thunder Bombers, Benji Knight. Second was Jonathan Henson. Third was Peebo Johnson. Hornets, Lane Spangler won that race with Zach Gaiman finishing in second and Kenneth Barrett finishing in third. Hornets, Maine, the Lane Spangler once again took the win. Zach Gaiman and Kenneth Barrett. Thunder Sportsman, Luke Edison. Shannon Adams and Cameron Young. And Pray for Maine went to Jacob Kinder, Shorty Lacey, and Caleb Costner. Um, I think Traveler's Rest, from what I can tell, started the race, but unfortunately did not uh, get to finish the race. Um, but they were able to get Thunder Bomber Futures in last night with Danny Emmons. Uh, Landon in victory lane with Blade Edwards second and Mickey Brock third. So hopefully the rain um, will stay away and we can get in some great racing tonight. I know a few tracks are running. Harris Speedway uh, has their weekly divisions racing and they are going to feature tonight the Run What You Brung class. Um, always a fan favorite. Um, in this division, if you finish, there's no protesting. There's no swapping of money. It's it's you run what you brung. So that'll that'll be a great race tonight. Also included on the card is the 602 Late Models, Renegade, Crate Sportsman, Thunder Bomber, Pure Stock, Front Wheel Drive, Thunder Bomber Futures, and Young Guns. Um, stands are $15. Pits are 30 Stands open at 5, pits open at 4, with the driver's meeting starting at 6.30, and the action will get started probably around 7. Cherokee Speedway tonight, um, as I stated earlier, has a big um, SDRA race with $5,000 going to the Extreme 4 division. Um, also competing will be the Burns Chevrolet Cruiser 604 Late Models, Super Sportsman, Cruiser Street Stock, Crusa Thunder Bomber and the Stock Four and Young Guns. Gates open at 4.30. Um, driver's meeting is at 6.30. Uh, this is a time change. Usually, driver's meeting is, is typically around 7 o'clock at Cherokee. General admission is $30 and 15 for the pits, as always, um, at Cherokee and at Harris. Kids 10 and younger are free. Um, and let's see here. I want you to know she's doing this off of her phone, which well, I wouldn't have gotten through the first set of results if I was <laughs> trying to do it off my phone. I, I know Alan does it on a on his uh, legal his, pad, his legal pad, and, and and that would be I the way I would do it if I was going to do it. But she's been flipping through this stuff on her phone and doing a great job. So, so Perry, uh, before she gets back to it, I have to make one quick 
um, correction before my phone, it's already blowing, blowing up. Text is um, to be the best, you got to beat the best, needs to go and be cited to its proper person, which is Ric Flair. <laughs> so. <laughs> Who did you say said it? So um, I said that Josh Langley had oh. said it in the last interview. Oh, well, I mean, he did. Right. He didn't originate but it. But I didn't. I, no, I didn't mean that. I know. I'm going to save both of my brothers from Texas <laughs> that I get that out on the air because we grew up in Spartanburg going to the Memorial Auditorium. Absolutely. So, so I just wanted to give Ric Flair his proper credit. So okay. Go ahead. Thank you. Wahoo or whatever it was he used to say. Yeah. <laughs> so we yeah. are... Um, we're looking forward to a great night of racing. Also, um, just a couple of quick mentions. Um, Cherokee Speedway announced their Hall of Fame inductees this morning. And congratulations to each one of these um, individuals. Certainly, um, a lot of work goes into um, committees, uh, nominating, and, of course, fans voting. So, without further ado, the 2020 Hall of Fame inductees, the Lifetime Achievement Old Timers, goes to Jerry Gant. Lifetime Achievement Modern Era goes to Steven, Steve Phillips. Contributor is Bobby Burnett. Sportsman is Jamie Madison. Promoter's Choice is Bill Morgan. So, these individuals will be inducted into the Hall of Fame next Sunday, September the 6th, um, before the Hall of Fame race. Always a big race at Cherokee Speedway. Usually happens on Labor Day weekend. And um, the ceremony will take place before the race. And their families will be there. And always a special time for the fans to be able to see it because it's right there in the middle of the grandstands. And the race will follow with great action so, just wanted to congratulate all of these fine individuals on on their achievement into the Hall of Fame. A uh, couple notes also, Kyle Larson made his debut into the dirt track racing world. Um, actually did a practice session over at Cherokee Speedway this past week. Said the car felt good. Um, seeing, what kind of car is he driving? He is driving the number six Rumley super late model. And um, if I'm not mistaken, raced over the weekend and, and had a pretty good finish. Um, ended up, I think, in a in a wreck near the end of the race, but um, but certainly is, is getting his feet wet in the in the dirt track world, and, and I think that he will be successful um, doing that. Well, that's where he came from. So yes, Stand going back to it. Yep. Going back to the roots. Also, um, there was an interesting survey on flow racing this past week where the uh, fans could vote in four drivers into the race at Eldora. And one of our local drivers, Zach Mitchell, um, actually took the top votes. And he, he battled back and forth all week as, as I used every device I had as long as many other fans to get those votes up, but he um, he certainly is well deserved um, to receive this this invitation to Eldora. So we certainly wish him the best on that. Um, very neat to see how how they had four spots open and and fans could vote. Um, when is the race? 
I really need to check on that, Perry. Okay. I don't I don't exactly know, but it's got to be coming up um, soon. And as everyone knows, that Eldora is, is one of the top mm-hmm. dirt track. Uh, Tony Stewart's track. Absolutely. And, and one of the top racetracks in the country and everybody... That, that's that's your dream racetrack is Eldora. So I'm so glad to see him get that opportunity to race there and and hopefully uh, have a great finish. Well, find out about that and get back to us. And, I will. Uh, so, um, Alan and your husband are well, calling away right well, now. Well, Danny's actually working this morning. Oh, uh-oh. so it's it's actually Dad. Dad's Dad's turning wrenches and and getting it ready. Um, I, said, yeah, I guess I, he was a little busy. Yeah, I asked him, I said, you know, why do you have to do all that? And he said, well, it's either do all that or we'll sit at home tomorrow night. I said, well, I guess we'll be turning some wrenches in. So the race is tomorrow? Race is tonight. Oh, oh tonight? Tonight. Oh, okay. We need to be packed up, ready to go by 4 o'clock. So. All right. He's well, got a few more hours to get it done. Get over there and hand him what he needs. And he also told me that, let me refer to my notes here, he... I won last Saturday with Denny. Yeah. And Nelson won on Sunday with Harvick. Okay. And so I I see the standings there behind us. We didn't even do our picks today for Daytona. Uh, Greg, who do you want? Greg's out there in the hallway. Okay. He's going to take D. Benedetto. Our guest picker, Joe, who do you want tonight? Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. Uh, who do you want? Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with 11. Okay. What about your dad? Oh, Nelson's God. already picked Harvick. Um, I think Lanny Logano. Uh, Lanny's got Logano, so Nelson's got Harvick. I'll go with Chase Elliott. Uh, we'll. S- I've texted up. We'll see what he says. Okay. Well. Oh, forty-eight. Uh, already. He just missed. Him. Already taken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's some, and I know Ronnie wants Truex and uh, looking over there at the standings so that's going to give uh, uh, Jada four wins that's going to put no she won't be tied because Nelson's now got five yep. so uh, we'll we'll catch all that up see see how bad we miss Alan he keeps up with all that for us so uh, we got about two minutes to go Jada thank you so much for coming in absolutely and, and um uh, I'm just, I'm sorry. Always I screwed love up being the here. I'm, I'm sorry you got engine trouble. I mean, there's problems all over. Well, <laughs> let's just go ahead and say we'll, we'll leave the the monkey here. And uh... No, we're going to take Greg with us. <laughs> Greg, uh, um, Greg's sitting out there in the hallway. We ran out of mics. Uh, Joe, thank you so much for coming in. And uh, really, if we get Bobby next week, I don't know if he might be too teed off at us to, to come on in for a month or so, but whenever he comes back, I want you here, and um, I'm glad you got to come in and uh, and join us today. I had a good time. Thanks for having me. Look forward to doing it again. I got less than a minute and a half to tell you that uh, on TV, the Gateway Race is on NBCSN at 3.30. That's IndyCars, uh, and the Firecracker, or what the Coke Zero race uh, from Daytona tonight is on NBC, the main station, the main network, and that's at 7. And then tomorrow, Formula One at 9 o'clock in the morning on ESPN, and that will be from Spa Francorchamps in Belgium. At uh, 3.30 will be the IndyCar race number two from Gateway. 
and at um, and that's it. That's going to do it for this weekend. Uh, I can look ahead a little bit next weekend. The WeatherTech Sports Cars will be at Road Atlanta at eleven o'clock in the morning on uh, NBCSN. And Xfinity next week will be in Darlington. And we'll catch up on Darlington and all that stuff. And Greg's going to try to get us a good guest. I know who it is, but I won't say anything yet. Um, so thank you, everybody, for uh, putting up with us today. It, was, uh, it wasn't it was the smoothest show we've had, but it was great having Nelson back. We he did sounded that. good. We had Nelson, and uh, we'll try to get him to come back with a little more strength from week to week. And and share his incredible knowledge with us. Once again, Jada, thanks for rushing up here. Greg, great job as usual getting us a guest. Uh, the one I got, we couldn't have on. The one you got was great. And Joe, thank you again. And um, so, everybody, keep your distance out there. And we will uh, we'll be back with you next week. Thank you so much. Natalie, get our table ready. We're going to try to make Applebee's unless I mess that up. <laughs> and uh, and everybody, uh, keep your distance, love each other, and keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We are Fox Spartanburg's radio home for University of South Carolina football is Fox Sports 1400 WSPG.